Episode 38 of Personalities at Kerry features Bevis Smythe. Bevis comes to us from Michigan and has performed many tasks before he joined the NBA. He has had the experience of teaching English to Koreans, interned at Johnson & Johnson over the summer of 2018. He is concentrating in supply chain and business analytics. It is time to get to know him in this episode of Personalities at Kerry. So welcome to episode number 38 and we are with Bevis, Bevis Smith. Smith. Huh? Smith. Is Smith? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. I no, it's never... <laughs> good, good, good that I know that I'm talking to you. Yeah, no, this is important. This is good. <laughs> yes, yes. So Bevis Smith. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let me get started with you. I want to ask you about your background. Okay. What did you do before coming to school and okay. what prompted you to go get your MBA? Okay. All right. And how far back did you want me to go? Uh, so maybe what your undergrad is in, mm-hmm. and then if there's some work experience in there. So what did you work as? Yeah. Like that. Oh, for sure. So I, um, I I graduated from the University of Michigan uh, with a degree in neuroscience. Um, so actually, I pursued neuroscience because I I come from um, a Filipino family. And a lot of Filipino families want their kids, of course, to try to um, get into the medical field. So that was something I actually kind of pursued because of that. Um, being in my background, I, I was actually raised below the poverty line. So um, there aren't a lot of like catalog of jobs that I was familiar with. Like, I mean, I would even say as far as like even like this idea of marketing, I had no idea the types of like um, professions that would be even under that umbrella. I would just be like, oh, okay, marketer, right. Um, so I think when I looked at neuroscience, I said, okay, this could take me to the medical field, which could um, in turn take me to become a doctor. And it wasn't until my last year uh, that I actually thought about it. I was like, I don't think I want to do this anymore. Um, and I, I told my mom, she was fine with it. Surprisingly, I thought I thought I was going to be disowned immediately. Um, but but I think what ultimately happened was, you know, it, I just, I didn't have that passion for it. Um, however, since it was my last year, I didn't want to change major. So I just went for it and I graduated. And, and I think, you know, with my next job being in sales uh, for Quicken Loans, um, it was, it was, I think that's a sign that I'm trying to figure things out, if anything. So <laughs> a lot of us, I guess, yeah. like, we, we go through school and then at, at the very end we decide, like, hey, this is not for us and we want to do something else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There might have to be like a pre-college class or something, mm-hmm. right? Or, or something like that. But, um, yeah, and I think, you know, it was, it was pretty challenging, uh, working in sales, especially in Detroit where jobs were pretty scarce. So, you know, the idea of having other options just weren't available. And that was, of course, right after the financial crisis. So, um, I kind of was stuck with it and I, I was stuck with it for about a year and a half, close to two years. I, I, before that time, when I was majoring in neuroscience, you don't really talk to a lot of people. So I had to develop that skill set and learn how to talk and communicate. Um, and quote unquote persuade. I, I don't really like to say that so much because I just try to give everyone the full story and everything possible so they can make a decision. But I was pretty successful in the role. And um, right after that, I, you know, I, one of my mentors, he, he was someone that helped guide me because I just didn't, I still didn't know what I wanted to do, you know. And um, and I knew that, you know, I, I grew up in Southeast Michigan. I went to school in Southeast Michigan, and then I my first career was in Southeast Michigan. So. Um, to really throw a, a wrench in the system, I, I was like, okay, I'm going to go to Korea and <laughs> teach English. <laughs> so um, after that, I, I applied and, um, and my mentor, he, he actually taught English in Japan. He said, this is like one of the, the bi- biggest ways to really find your identity. And that's really what I did. I took on a lot of responsibilities there, um, being in charge of curriculum, curriculum and, um, 
and just really just figuring myself out. You know, it, it's amazing what um, what you can learn about yourself when you don't know how to communicate to people <laughs> your first couple months mm-hmm. in a foreign country. And um, and I just learned a lot over there. I had a really amazing experience. And by the end of it, I, I decided to come back here. How long was that stint? So for about three years. Okay. Yeah. So um, while I was, yeah, while I was there, I was making my plans back because I think one of the it was a great opportunity to have, but one of the problems it it didn't really aff- it didn't really afford the opportunity to help with my mom's bills like the last job. So really, it was about coming back into the workforce here in the U.S., uh, making more of a salary, and then supporting my mom again. And while I was there, actually, I I was I was trying to figure out if I wanted to choose um, Seattle or Phoenix because they're the same, apparently. In my mind, they were. Um, but like, I actually like moved to Phoenix for a month to just look for jobs. And, and while I was still trying to figure this out, I asked my sister, or told my sister, this is my conundrum, I'm trying to figure out which city. And that was when she prompted to tell me that she was pregnant with my nephew, uh, which I think is still unfair, but, um, but I'm really lucky and blessed to be here um, seeing him grow up. Um, but, but yeah, after that, I... I worked at Vanguard and um, and I learned a lot about it, like finances. It's not the it's not the most glamorous at, at first, but it's pretty interesting. I think it, it's helping me out too right now. Um, and while I was there, I actually met a gentleman named Nick Katsoulis, who used to be admissions counselor here at WP Carey. Mm-hmm. And we talked about it, and I, I told him like I'm really interested. I, I went to um, the preview day, fell in love with it, and it didn't. I mean, obviously, it didn't hurt that the program was free, but after you know really being serious and researching the university itself as a whole, as well as the program, you know, the, the, everyone heard it, business personal. We, we pride ourselves on who um, we, ex- or we, who we <laughs> include, not whom we exclude. Um, those things are really important, something that I live by and something I was raised by with my mom. Um, so that's really what guided me here. And it was the only school I applied to specifically because, you know, I really believe this is the only one that fit me and my personality best. Okay. And then when you came here, did you have an idea for what concentration you're going to do or did you pick that up along the way? Uh, no, I'm, I'm glad that you, you asked that because uh, just a couple of days ago in my car, I have the sticker from Preview Day that says Bevis Smythe Marketing. Um, I'm not in marketing. Technically, I could be if I took one more class. I, I think I'm still just going to like pursue more of the supply chain side, um, especially since that's uh, where where I'm going next. Okay. But, yeah. So it's, that's the only concentration you're doing, uh, just supply chain? Correct. Yeah. Okay, great. Um, and then how has your experience been? over the last year and a half now mm-hmm. at WP Carey? Did you come with certain expectations? Have they been met? Have things gone beyond your expectations? Um, you know, I, I think my the first year definitely was, um, it was a mix of challenges and just um, just awe, I think. You know, I, I think when, um, I, I mean, even now, like when I go ahead and reflect on the class, I'm just blown away by the diversity of it, the stories behind it. You know, there's, um, there's a lot of folks that, unfortunately, I know that I'm never really going to get to know in depth, but I know that there's some sort of story there um, that really um, is really building the foundation of WP Carey. And so I, I would say that that's, that's been a really amazing experience, especially with the first year. I think after second quarter, I don't know if I'm, I, I don't think I'm the only one that felt this, but after that, it seemed like there was kind of a divide. We were tr- kind of finding our own tribes and stuff. And, and I think that was... Um, and, and I'm guilty of it as well. And that was a little bit disappointing because of just how um, the support system wasn't as robust um, and wasn't as immediate as it is uh, as it was then. Um, but I would say that, you know, I, I think, um, you know, you you uh, you meet the class and you're 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 amazed by them. 
but at the same time you have to be like well like well these are folks that i kind of resonate a little bit more with i enjoy my time with um and unfortunately i just can't spread it spread the time at that much in a lot of ways and um, I really do value depth over breadth, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when when I'm looking at my my hangouts with friends, um, I, I think that I've kind of um, have a friend group right now that I'm I'm building depth with, where where I'm keeping like close, like keeping other other friends and other students close by because I just again, it's um it's a benefit. It's to me, and it's it's very humbling to be around everyone here in the school in the first mm-hmm. place. So apart from that, what about the curriculum or the clubs and the career services, anything else that stands out to you? So, I, I think, you know, it, it's it's really amazing to me the the idea of like business and personal because everyone you know everyone does does have that in their character and in their values as well. Um, I, I would say that you know career services, especially you know I, I know I got a lot of help from Sandy and Tony and um, actually I, I usually. I try to every time I see Sandy, I need to give her a hug just because of how um, how much time she gave me. You know, I I, re- I think I remember like before I was prepping for my J and J interview, um, we went over it, and I was like, I don't I don't want to bug you anymore. It's fine. She goes, No, listen, it's it's totally fine. Let's go ahead and and go through the um, the intro, the the questions again to kind of practice, and and that really meant a lot to me for sure. Um, as for, you know, everyone else, again, you know, I'm working very close with Christine now, uh, especially with uh, the club relations VP position uh, for the student government. And I, I think um, just just her character and her positivity that she really exudes to, and, and shares amongst all of us as students. Uh, I'm just I'm just very lucky uh, to, to be working directly with her as well. Um, so it's it's really cool because I, I see the you know, we I, I think the school chooses us because of fit and a lot of that is like the idea that we're all very personable we all have these passions um, and I see I think what's really cool is I see our student body really building on that and then we are all building at a different rates of course right but I really see that okay you know we are building that foundation we are going to be like our personalities and our, our jobs and our futures and the way that we give back is going to be the foundation of the school for other people to stand on so um, yeah this, that answers your question yep and of the courses that you have taken so far, do you have a favorite course that you want to recommend other people to take? Man, I don't want to sound too biased because procurement was really cool, but I'm but at the same time I'm going into procurement. I've learned to really love it, especially this past summer. Uh, Michaela has been really great uh, with that. Um, just again, I, and I think also she she understood you know that some some or many of us were going into it, so she really tried to cater it into the different types of industries we were working with. Um, but also that she did just a fantastic job really giving us um, the, like if there's if there's two halves of procurement as as there are apparently in the in the catalog, she's really given us a really great picture of the first half. Um, another thing that I, I think has been really beneficial is decision modeling. Me personally, I, I was I was slash still am um, challenged by Excel consistently. But I think again with with buyers and and his his way of teaching and his the way that he explains things and and the fact that he's he's willing and more than willing I'm sure to challenge us as much as possible um, to maybe make us cry but but at the same time make us grow um, I think I think that's helped a lot and and I can tell you for sure that a lot of the modeling that we've done in class or at least things that are related to it I've done consistently since then you know it, it, whether it's at J&J or even in my uh, personal life I've been trying to <laughs> make these like um, 
put these certain values of importance on certain items and then try to do a decision modeling. And part of it's fun, but at the same time, it's like, it's, that's might've been one of the best ways to do it. You know, you did mention that you interned at Johnson and Johnson and Mm -hmm. you're also taking the full-time opportunity there. Mm -hmm. So how did you go about getting that internship opportunity? So, man, I I think what's really interesting is my, I I don't want to say luck because, uh, because I, I, I mean, I, I truly live my life knowing that I've, I am a product of my um, my background, everyone that's affected it, whether it's, you know, whether it's indirectly or directly like my mom or indirectly like a teacher or even someone that may have taught a teacher in the past. I, I think that I'm, I'm just very lucky to have that kind of path guided. And, and I think one of the interesting parts was my mentor who told me to go to, uh, oh. to teach English. Um, he, he is, um, working for Eli Lilly, another pharmaceutical company. And it's, it's just funny. Cause when I got here and I'm like, I'm freaking out, everyone is right in second quarter, um, or, or at least leading up to second quarter. And, you know, I'm, I'm applying to all these companies and I, and I actually apply to J and J and I'm thinking, I don't think they're going to take me because I've already been turned down a number of times by other big companies. I'm like, well, I don't have any experience in, in pharma or, or, you know, consumer products. Um, and there's just, again, ref- just going back to how impressed I am by the class, there's just so many better candidates I felt that were amongst me. Um, and, and so I, I applied and, and they gave me an interview and I, um, I got, I don't know, I, I just, I was very lucky because the fit made sense. I, I was, I researched the company, fell in love with it really, um, with, uh, or with our credo and, and what we really stand for and whom we're trying to, um, help. Uh, with, whether it's the our own employees, um, as well as the community we serve, as well as the stakeholders, um, and um, and of course our clients, right? So, so I I would say a lot of the reason why I probably got it was because I was just passionate about it. I really felt that I belong there, um, and and um, and again, just kind of going back to how fate worked out. It's funny because the first two interviews that I had uh, with Stuart and Nick, I uh, at the end of I was, I did, I think I did pr- pretty well with Stewart's interview and then Nick's interview. I did, I think I did really well as well. And then I was, as I was leaving, I said, all right, thanks so much, Mark. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so, so, um, and I'm like, wait, you're not Mark, you're Nick. I'm sorry. I don't even like, it, it was really funny. Cause I, there's no Mark in the program. There's no Mark, um, um, other than like Mark Seashold, right. But, um, but again, like, I just think that I've just been very fortunate and I think that's, regardless of whether I did it intentionally to get outside of the path that was chosen for me, whether it's the universe or whatnot, um, if for some reason I'm still, it still seems like I'm following one. And then over the summer with your internship role, hmm. can you tell us details about what your project was and what kind of role you filled? Yeah. So, so I was part of the procurement leadership development program and, and I, it was a, there was a class of 11 of us, and my task was working with um, Global Strategic Insights, which really is kind of with like pretty much like research, essentially. And specifically, I worked with primary market research and helping procure it. So, um, and, and there was just some uh, process innovations that I was helping carry out, but uh, just talking with suppliers as well as our business partners like market researchers and, and the marketing department, and really trying to formulate some sort of plan um, and tool that will facilitate procurement essentially, and just make sure that you know um, that both Johnson Johnson and the supplier are um, are happy with the deal. And um, and and I think that's one of the things that I'm I was very um, really happy about. I think, mm-hmm. and and it just really shocked me because I, I always think you know going into negotiations, 
Um, you're always kind of trying to, it could be pretty aggressive, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think, you know, the way that we do it was we, we want to make sure that um, that everyone is treated fairly, even the people that we negotiate with and, and suppliers know that. And, um, and I think that's one of the successes of the company, but also one of the things that I've really picked up and I hope that I carry even into my personal life. Okay. Mm-hmm. And this, this particular role was in North Carolina? Is that it? Or... No, is that actually in New Jersey? Oh, New Jersey, which yeah, isn't that bad. Which <laughs> is just—it's funny. It's a—it's like a running joke in the in the program because because um, a lot of folks are kind of hesitant because they you know New Jersey, but it's um, there's it, it's a good mix between small town and suburb of New York, and I'm definitely more of a small town uh, folk just because of where I'm from. <laughs> okay, and then uh, when you get some time outside of the program and you're not studying or hanging out with friends, do you have any hobbies that you? <laughs> yeah no that's that's a good question um and i think it, it's funny because um i really admire what, what you're doing here with this uh with this podcast because i'm i am now diving into the idea of um of like video editing mm-hmm. and right now actually and it's it's funny because like maybe about an hour ago i was playing red dead redemption mm-hmm. and i was recording my gameplay there and oh. just not that I, I don't i don't know really what's going to come of it I, it doesn't really matter to me necessarily i think the idea of just like editing it and just enjoying what I'd like to do, which is, you know, play video games is mm-hmm. one of them. Um, and then kind of putting those together. It's, I haven't like released anything. Um, maybe I won't, but it really just, it's just kind of fun, I think. And it's something that's kind of my own thing, which, um, which right now I'm, I'm just kind of trying do, to generate do, skills for it. <laughs> do you do your own commentary on how you're playing and all that? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it, it's, it's, it's awkward at first for sure, <laughs> just because I've, there's no one else in the room. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I just have to kind of get used to that and, and understand that I might be just talking to myself in the future, just listening to my own commentary, or that um, someone else might be watching it. So I'm, I'm usually pretty cognizant of that, trying to make it as entertaining um, and, and as inclusive as possible. I, I think one of the things about video games in, inherently is that, uh, unfortunately, it's kind of a little bit more geared toward uh, the male audience. And I, I think um, if I do decide to go full streaming or anything like that, I, I definitely want to make it as, as inclusive as possible in the future. So the, now that you mentioned that you're into video games, which is like your favorite video game so far? So that's changed quite a bit. I think recently, uh, so obviously I just got Red Dead Redemption too. Um, and I do like games like that, like like Rockstar games, I guess, mm-hmm. just because they do a pretty good job. Yeah. Um, but I, I used to be a huge um, Final Fantasy um, mm-hmm. player. And, and one of the reasons is, one of the things I really like about games, stories, movies, um, are is like the... Character development. I think character development is like my, if if there's some sort of development at all, whether it's like an, with an antihero or a, like a, the main protagonist who's just you know going through that typical um, up and down. It's um, I just really like seeing that. And yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, what about uh, movies? Do you have a favorite movie you want to recommend? Um, my favorite movie actually is Lost in Translation. Hmm. I I love that movie. Um, it was. I actually saw it for the first time in Korea, and I know that Korea and Japan are not the same. They're very different, but I think the the themes of like just being in this just very different place and just really trying to grasp um, your own identity with it, I, I think that's um, that's something that kind of shines in the movie. And um, and I, I mean, I love Bill Murray, of course. He's he's fantastic. I love him to death. Um, but but also, I think that showing different um, I, I think when when there's like different types of romantic romantic movies, for example, it's it's always kind of a typical thing in a lot of ways. Like you know that 
regardless of what happens, they always end up together or there might be just similar themes. And I, I think the situation that those two characters are in where it's very untraditional um, and they're all and they're both kind of lost trying to figure things out uh, in this in this um, place that they're not familiar with. I think it's really beautiful. And I think honestly, what sealed it for me is at the I don't have you seen the movie? I've seen the movie. Yeah. So at, at the end, he whispers something to, into her ear. You, you never know. Yeah. And I, I think I think the Internet says what he said, um, but I don't want to do I don't want to look at it because I, I think one of the coolest parts of that movie is you get to decide. Mm. You get to decide really what he said. He could have said, you know, hey, see you later. It was fun while it lasted. <laughs> or he could have said, hey, let's try to meet up at some other time um, or just, you know, whatever words of wisdom Bill Murray can think up. I'm sure <laughs> um, it was it was beautiful. But um, yeah, okay. definitely. Do you watch any TV shows? Um, I do I have a favorite one. So, I mean, I'm definitely on the, the Game of Thrones watch, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, but I would say that a show that I really, really love is Fargo. I okay. think Fargo's writing. Again, character development, just like crazy there. Um, I wasn't as big of a fan of, of the movies, um, but the first season really reeled me in. And the fact that there's connections between all the seasons and the movie um, has... I don't know. It's it's just really great, and and again, it might there might be some bias there too because it's, it takes place in the Midwest. I'm from the Midwest, and um, and just kind of seeing that, but um, yeah, I I really love it. So I'm actually in the middle of season three right now. Mm-hmm. I, I haven't I didn't watch it right when it came out uh, just because things got busy, but um, but me and Jen are actually thinking about rewatching the whole um, series so far. Okay. So I'm excited for that. Yeah, I've watched three seasons in it. I like it when it, there's a twist and then you know that everything is going crazy. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Doesn't definitely. make sense at that point. <laughs> anyway, uh, going back to, say, music. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you like a favorite uh, genre or there's a favorite artist that you have? Man. Um, so I'm... Uh, I, I tend to like everything. I, I do. I, I, sometimes I find myself in... Like at different times, um, liking different things. Uh, but I, I do tend to go back to folk music a lot, which is really interesting. I never grew up on folk being from suburban Detroit, but uh, there's just something about it that I really like. Um, right. Uh, there's other like background music that I listen to, like lo-fi hip hop is one of those, um, one of the things that I can just listen to while I study. But it's also just nice to like hang out with. And, um, and I, I would say that if there's any artist that I really, I really like, it's probably, or like my favorite would probably be uh, Sigur Ross. Okay. I I really I really love, um, and it's it's more than just the music. Just being in the concerts, and even when when the main singer Yancy like spun out and did his own thing, I went to his concerts as well. There's, it's just such a, it's just such an it's such an experience. I don't know how else to describe <laughs> it. It's it's incredible to to see the artistic like his artistic mind. And then have him narrate that with his music. Mm. Um, a lot of it, you know, is of, of course in like Icelandic or, or what he calls Hopelandic, which is like a mix of English and, and Icelandic. Um, and a lot, a lot of times when I listen to music, I'm very much treating that as if it's just a whole other instrument because I can't really see it. And that's, you know, it has its pros and cons. But I think in, in most cases, it's it's something that I really enjoy. Mm. So you did say you like folk music and stuff. Are you into Bon Iver? Um, I do like Bonnie Bear for sure, <laughs> definitely. Are you into? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so the next question is about if you were to meet a person in history and have coffee with, and you just want to get to know them, talk about their thoughts and mm-hmm. things, who would you choose? Man, um, that's a good question too. I, I think there's a, there's a similar question that I answered 
uh, like what who would be in your life board of directors like mm-hmm. who would help you make your decisions and and um and usually you know of course my mom would be there but i, I can have coffee with her anytime <laughs> um but I, I think that there's um in in historical figures or, or people that were i guess real um i i typically choose like either saint peter or it's fdr mm-hmm. um usually uh, i guess in this case i'll choose fdr i think and maybe that's just because the the elections just around the corner, and, and I'm politically involved, um, but but I think with with FDR, just seeing kind of like him be able to, um, him be able to go ahead and and regardless of whether whether what types of challenges he had, whether it's his physical disability or whether it's the the, um, the economic crisis that was happening at the time, I think being able to inspire a country and and then pretty much say, hey, listen, like. You know, this is, you know, we have to make major changes in the government because it's not serving most of our people. Um, I know that he, like, packed the court, for example, when they didn't agree with his socialist policies. Um, And that's controversial. And I'm sure it would be very controversial now (laughs) if if someone did that. But uh, but I think, I think, I really do believe, based on his actions and based on his attempt um, uh, to try to go ahead and and set up a second Bill of Rights, which was going to be inclusive of, like, um, free public education uh, up to like university level or, or college level, I think. Um, then universal health care, um, affordable housing, like making sure that all of these basic things that, um, that we, we essentially need as a country um, and as a people and as humans um, are, would have been like um, an innate right. And uh, unfortunately, this happened. Um, he was going for it uh, just before his demise, unfortunately, when he passed away. But, um, but I would say that He's he's one of the the politicians that stands out because of ultimately he he takes as many people as possible sees the disadvantages um, that could be fixed but also knows that the country's great um, but it could always be better you know mm-hmm. and it could always be improved so yeah 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 do you have any pet peeves you can tell us about <laughs> um let's uh, let's see. Man, okay. <laughs> yes, yes, I do. And I, I'm sure some folks that have ever been to my place have been a little bit annoyed, maybe. But I really don't like it when people wear their shoes in my house. <laughs> I can't stand it, man. And it's it's funny because I, I think about, like, where those shoes been. Like, I know they've been in a public bathroom somewhere. Or, um, or like, I know that my um, my road that, that you just walked on isn't that clean because there's, like, cats everywhere and stuff. But um, I would say that's probably my biggest one. And, and it's funny because sometimes... Like most, most everyone is usually okay with it. Um, and, and we talk about it, but I, I definitely would say that's, that's something that, um, I probably wouldn't compromise on too much. <laughs> There's other things like political things I think I can compromise on, but the shoes wow. in the house, unfortunately, I don't think I can. <laughs> so coming back to what you want to do right after graduation, you mm-hmm. told us you're going to go to j j but how do you see yourself maybe 10 years into your career after your MBA? Hmm. Where do you see yourself in a role or a company? Yeah. Uh, so so I think one of the, the benefits to, to J&J is that it's it's a really great vehicle for me to build a skill set and really have a true like global impact in the world. I think one of the things that, um, that my mom instilled in me early on is the idea that like to, is really to try to have as much of a global impact as possible, no matter what, um, and make sure that like you that that you go you um pretty much identify yourself not necessarily as like an american or as a catholic as as even her son it's 
you're a global citizen. And I think with with J and J and and its abilities to go ahead and um, and impact like just huge regions, huge swaths of regions of, of the planet, and um, and with you know with with medicine and and I, honestly, I know that there's some controversy with that, and these are conversations that we have within the company, which are which is great. Um, but also like with consumer products and, and um, medical devices, another big one as well. And I, I think I really do see myself hopefully having some sort of international experience with the company, um, coming back, uh, maybe becoming a VP or, um, or some sort of director equivalent role and, and hoping to really become, be in a position where, you know, I'm, I'm always I'm working right now to, to be in a position where I can in, inspire folks and, and help out as much as I can, whether it's uh, financially or, or emotionally or um, or just uh, verbally even. And I, I think that once I'm at that point, I would feel very comfortable being able to to do that fully. And um, I know I'm, I'm almost hearing my mom's voice in my head saying, like, that's, that's silly. You think you need that to do it just because, you know, again, like being under the poverty line, she, she was able to impact communities around her um, and send money back home as well. So I can kind of see her scoffing at it as well. But I'm a millennial. I don't know. I mean, there's just there's a difference there. But um, and but hopefully that you know between now and then I'll be afforded some opportunities to to still have an impact. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Considering that you are have been through the first year and then now the first years are going through a similar circumstance, mm-hmm. do you have an advice for them as to how to get through that time? So yeah, I it's it's. It's, it's funny right now, especially because they're all, you know, it's second quarter and I'm trying to, I definitely don't, I'm trying to put myself in the shoes, in their shoes and I'm trying to avoid it because of all the trauma that I have. <laughs> but, um, but I, I think, you know, it, I, I really believe, you know, the idea of, of having them pursue truly what they want, you know, and, and really trying to give back as best as, as most as, as much as possible to the university and the school. And that's not necessarily just financially, but you know, there's, I, and I see a lot of them doing it already. They're setting up these review sessions. They're, they're trying to form clubs. And I, I think I've been very fortunate where in my position in the student government, where I'm able to see these like very, um, these, this like, uh, maybe like emotions and, um, and creativity and passion that is driving their want to create a club or even talk about it. Um, or even like joining a club, for example. And, um, so I, I would say that for a lot of them, they're already doing it. So keep that up. Keep trying to figure out how to create this program, redefine it as something that is just incredible, you know, for the world to really see, you know, and I, I really truly mean that. I know that sounds crazy, uh, maybe over the top, but but I really do believe like whatever we do here within the next few years, especially with our full scholarships and, and when we go ahead and go out, out of this school and outside these walls, that there's our value is really going to be shown in light and seeing how this school has truly fostered innovation um, and truly fostered how passion should trump um, trump money even. And just to make sure that we're trying to have that impact on our communities, on the country and the, on a global scale. Um, and and I'm, I'm, I, st- I believed it when I first walked in these doors and I'm, I'm going to believe it until until my demise, I'm sure. <laughs> um, and I'm excited to see what, what we all do in the future. And by the time you get done, how would you like your peers to remember you? Uh, I, man, I, I think, I think one of the, one of the things I, I consistently struggle with is is trying to make sure that I'm, hmm, 
I, I think I'm, I'm always consistently humbled in this program. And, and I would, I would really truly hope that once I do leave it, uh, folks will remember me as someone that, you know, that yes, that someone, this, this person Bevis wanted to contribute to the program. Um, but he also wanted to listen to ideas. He also wanted to assist in any, um, um, in any type of like project that might be uh, really positive for the program, but at the same time, challenge me, you know, and, um, and this is me talking through them, I guess, <laughs> hopefully, um, is like the idea that, you know, Bevis really challenged me on these things and, and, and there's no, you know, there's no bad blood. There's no animosity is just the idea that, you know, I, I would never want, I would never want anyone to think that I have, like that my pride would ever would I would value my pride over anything really um especially this program and anyone else um I again I I truly believe that I'm I'm a product of the experiences and the people I've met um I don't even necessarily believe that you know I think that I'm I am kind of a vessel of my mom's legacy and and a lot of that is driven by humility um and and the types of impact she wanted to have and those were instilled in me and and um, and unfortunately, she didn't really have the opportunities that um, that I'm afforded as someone that's uh, a privileged, perceived white male, um, just because she was an immigrant, um, like four eight <laughs> Filipino woman, you know. And and I think the qualities that she's instilled in me, I'm able to really to have that kind of impact. So, um, yeah, I, I guess that's that's a long winded answer, but I, I truly hope that that's kind of what's seen in the future. Okay. So given that you work so closely with the clubs, mm. I'd like to like give you a couple minutes just to plug something that's coming up or maybe even if it's personal, something you're passionate about, maybe a channel on YouTube that has, <laughs> you can talk about it. Um, so I think if I were to plug in any club, I, man, it's when I look at the calendar and when I look at the um this form that i i made them fill out this is these are things that clubs didn't have to like fill out in the past and 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 then i'm like well i want a form because i want to see why they're doing these um these events and um you know like what is the planning aspect what's the thought process how are they attaining the goals of of making sure the club is serving professional academic um and um wow i'm drawing a blank now professional <laughs> This might need to be edited out, uh, but professional, academic, and um, oh my gosh, why am I, why am I drawing a blank? Wow, maybe there's just two things: professional and academic. Oh, and social. Oh, See, okay. this is how you know I'm a serious student <laughs> like, because I forgot the social aspect. Okay. So, um, yeah, so when the clubs are, are, they have to kind of answer those three things, professional, academic, social, how is this club going to serve all of that? Because I truly believe in one of the reasons I ran for, uh, for that position is because the clubs is one of the, the biggest, uh, most, and I'm biased, biggest, most significant cogs in the, um, in the school because of that ability to look at those three pillars. Um, and so when I read them, and, and this goes for all of the clubs, whether it's the legacy clubs that have been here for the last few years or whether it's a club that just was created a couple months ago. Um, to see those events and really see that uh, the attendance turnout and the, the folks that I talk to about the, just their positive experience with the events. And I'm, I'm extremely proud of that. Um, and if I, if I were to plug any club, I would say all of them because they're all doing really fantastic work. They're all providing value and 
and all these different aspects connecting us with uh, with outside businesses, resources, alumni, um, but also giving us a good time saying like, hey, listen, there's a couple of exams coming up. Let's have some pizza. Let's have some pitas. Um, <laughs> relax, chill, and socialize. And, and it's, it's really great to see that. And um, I, I do believe they do push the program that much further. Um, so join clubs, contribute as much as you can. And if you have a, a club that you, you truly believe will bring value, um, reach out to me or whomever is going to be the future uh, club relations VP because he or she is likely going to do a fantastic job, carry on the legacy and do, again, just hopefully I built a foundation and I hopefully the rest of the board really build a foundation um, as a student government for the next class to do an even better job. So, yeah, that's... And yeah, that kind of brings us to the end of the podcast. But if people or the listeners want to get in touch with you, where can they find you? Anywhere on social media or you want to give out your email address? Yeah, so um, I try to stay away from social media uh, just because um, just because the idea of like FOMO and, and not wanting to give FOMO. I try I try to. I, it's, it's hard to for sure. But um, you can look me up. I am pretty much the only Bevis on Facebook. I think last time I checked it was. Um, but you can also um, email me at uh, bevys.smyth at asu.edu and once I graduate and I may get locked out of that account it's going to be the same thing but at gmail.com so if you have any questions or if you need anything at all please reach out I'm pretty sure that you, you get that account for the rest of your life yes don't worry about that <laughs> yes nice <laughs> alright thank you listeners for listening and thanks Bevis for coming on yeah, thank and you see you in the next one keep supporting us and I'll see you in the next one goodbye and peace.